Hello and welcome to this episode of With Miska Podcast. And today my guests are gonna be from the movie Wife, uh, Couples of Wife Caring. Uh, my guests are Stephanie Coates, who is the post-production supervisor and associate producer of the film, and then Johanna Antila, who's one of the leads in the film, and then also Carolyn Castaldo from Sunday River Ski Resort. And that was where we filmed the uh, movie a couple of years ago in Maine. So we're going to be talking about the process of making the film and uh, what's going on now with the film and what's going on in Sunday River. And the movie can now be rented online in America, uh, in North America and uh, Canada. And you can also find uh, our other film, Insanity. We it it has been released now in North America, uh, Canada and Great Britain as well as Finland. And also other our other film, Someone Somewhere is in Finland, in Elisavihde. So enjoy my talk with Carolyn Castaldo, Stephanie Coates and Johanna Antila about the movie Couples of Wife Carry. Thank you for coming to the With Miska podcast and Couples of Wife Carrying podcast too. And this is a live stream and so hello everyone there on Facebook on the live stream. So we have... Um, a few people here who are connected with the film or were part of uh, making the film. So I would love if you, each one of you could introduce yourselves and uh, what did you do, do for the film? And I'm just going to say, my name is Miska Kajanus and I'm playing uh, that guy in that film. <laughs> I'm, I'm the main, I'm the Finnish wife carrier. Yes, so I would love to, can you please introduce yourselves? Sure, I'll go first. Um, I'm Carolyn Castaldo. I'm the director of communications for Sunday River. And though I wasn't at the resort when the movie was being made, I'm super familiar with wife caring and it's been super fun to work with you guys on promoting the movie and the sport. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, my name's Stephanie. Uh, I was the post-production supervisor on the show and uh, it was really great to, to meet uh, Misko and, and Joanna um, and get this movie made. I mean, such a great, such a great time. Thanks for having me, Miska. And my name is Johanna and I was Miska's wife in the movie. So thank you. So Carolyn, I would love to hear like, how, how has the response and how has it been for you being in Sunday River in Maine? Uh, what's the response to response to the movie. I guess many people have not seen it yet. Yeah. So um, from the people who have seen it, it's been really great. You know, um, it's such a big tradition in this area, just the wife carrying sport in general, that I think um, drawing some spotlight to it through the movie has been really exciting. And um, for those who are in the movie, like Barry from the Funky Red Barn and um, Caroline Octera, it just, it's been a really great uh sort of moment for wife carrying, so to speak. Nice. How so what's the history of the wife carrying competition in America? So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh the competition actually started in Bethel, um, but it's been in this area since 1999. Um, so this year will be the 21st annual North American Wife Carrying Championship. And really, you know, um, our resort's always looking for kind of fun, quirky events to host. We have an event in December where we have over a hundred Santas come down the slopes to kick off the holiday season. Um, so it's just, 
it really ties in well with that sort of quirky event take. Um, and so when we started the event, it was really to kind of draw people to the area in fall. I mean, Maine autumn is unbelievable. You guys have been here. The, the foliage is incredible. And it's, um, you know, just before our busiest time of year in the winter. So it was really to sort of build a festival around this fun, weird event that people would want to come and see. And it's just grown over the years. And, um, you know, you get everything from couples who get engaged on the course, as I think you guys saw when you were here. And, uh, you know, people who aren't married, who just really are athletic and want to have fun. Um, so it's definitely, it has a unique history here. Nice. Thank you. And for everyone watching, uh, if you want to put some questions to any one of us or to comments, I'm seeing that we are seeing the Facebook comments too, so you can interact with us. So Joanna, you were in the Sunday River. When was that and how was it? I think Joanna is frozen, so let's go to you, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, so you're a post-production supervisor and associate producer in the film. So can okay. what does a post-production supervisor do? Say your titles correctly. Uh, yeah, you got it right. Um, a post-production supervisor does um, or is responsible uh, for kind of making sure the movie finishes um on time and in the manner that we want it to so um and you know to be ready for for streaming or for um for projection um mostly it was just making sure that we were making our deadlines and um it was a lot of schedules <laughs> a lot of a lot of that and and um reaching out to to local talent around uh Los Angeles also to kind of like uh, work on sound mixing and um, and also color correction and and working with them and making sure they had what they needed um, to finish the film so that's that's mostly mostly what I did and called in a few favors um, just because uh, <laughs> this movie it's really fun and everybody that has touched it has been mostly surprised like this is a thing life caring is a thing this is great so um, I'm very happy to have worked on it and um yeah that's pretty much what a post supervisor does <laughs> well since our budget was uh, really small compared to many other films uh, well yeah can you please tell a little bit about your background like what kind of films do you usually work on uh i usually work on uh feature films uh, i work uh, for paramount mostly and um and i'm a coordinator there That's that's the cool thing about this project is that when you have a smaller budget film and you have uh, more flexible indie directors, um, you know they're willing to think outside the box and and kind of take a chance on me as well to to move forward with with what I do. So usually I'm a post coordinator and I work on. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of films come out, uh, especially in this trying time as well for streaming, like SpongeBob and. Um, and a few other films yeah so this is very much my wheelhouse nice how, how was this so yeah so since this was so low budget how was this uh different compared to the films that you usually work on well uh i was a lot more involved in the uh in the budget and very much closer to it 
just because we we did need to get things done um, kind of on a shoestring budget. But you know, that's that's where the creativity comes in. It's like, you know, how can we make this work uh, if we if we don't have the unlimited spend? And uh, I think the movie is probably better for it, like the the creative choices that that we had to figure out. So yeah, that's it's a little bit more fun. It's not um it's not cut and dry. Just kind of always have to think outside the box. Yeah. And you haven't been in Sunday River, have you? No, I haven't. I haven't. I was very jealous. I got brought onto this uh once they had already shot the bulk of the movie. Um more uh, uh through a friend of a friend. It was it was kind of a, a situation. Um And I really wish I would have gotten to see it because it looked so fun. And I wish I could have seen the actual event. Um, oh, yeah, but I did. I, for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I did do a, um, or I should say, I was carried for a little bit. That was part of my employment. <laughs> It's like I needed to be carried for, for I think, I don't know, five or six steps. Uh, our other actor on this, Mississippi Al, uh, did the honors. That was a, a good time. <laughs> Well, since you were talking about... Hi, Joanna. Great to have you back. Hey. Uh, so since you were... Stephanie, you were talking about the event. And Carolyn, you mentioned something about this fall. What, what's going on this fall? Yeah. So, um, you know, it was a little bit up in the air of whether we could even host the event this year, just with everything going on with the pandemic. Um, so we made the decision to actually move the event up a day. It's now on Friday, October 9th. Um, and we are going to have you know, the same normal couples, but a couple of modifications uh, rather than couples running head to head, like you saw in the movie, they'll be running individually, um, you know, just a couple at a time against the clock, pretty much um, just to keep some distancing. Um, we'll have slightly limited spectators, so it won't be the big crowds you guys are used to, Um, but still keeping the spirit of the event alive because we didn't want to miss a fall of wife carrying. Um, so we'll have that. And it's part of our fall festival still, but that'll be a little bit scaled back as well. Nice. So Joanna, uh, how do you actually use your name? How do you say your name here in America? Uh, well, it's Johanna Antkila. It's the same as in Finland, basically. Me. But Great. people say it however they want to say it. <laughs> and I'm just okay with that. So, Johanna, can you tell about your journey to this film and how the experience was? Sure. And first of all, my apologies. It seems like my internet was a bit shaky, so I moved to a different place in the house. Um, I hope it's going to work better now. Um, it was super fun. I mean, I found out. I mean, I think we both found out. I mean, the whole process was pretty, the schedule was pretty fast. Um, so... We found out a few weeks before the actual filming that we were cast. Um, we started practicing wife pairing, carrying, learning the sport, um, which was super fun. I mean, I remember we were carrying at this field, and you remember how these dogs were like barking at us and running after us because they were <laughs> wondering like, what are these people doing? Um, and of course, kids were staring at us, like like pointing at us and asking their moms what's going on. Um, That was a lot of fun. It's great to be able to prep for the movie with you, Miska. Um, and just, you know, it was fun to explore this character. She's a really, just a fun, fun person to be living the life of for a moment. And um, the actual event, of course, it was just magical to be this in this place with thousands of people 
and getting to feel that energy of everybody there and that that it was the actual event just brought so much more to it um it was just a lot of fun it was just a lot of fun nice so uh, stephanie i already have one question i got this as a message how were you uh how were you promoted to associate producer um <laughs> I think it was more uh, because I was, uh, when we were mixing and things, uh, when I was doing my job, my normal job, um, in, in addition to wife carrying, uh, you know, I made a few contacts and things like that. And I was able to get us um, a small, like a mixing stage, like a full, a full mixing stage, which, uh, which I think really helped out with, with the sound and, and everything. And I think it was because of that. Um, it was more of a surprise to me, honestly. <laughs> What's a mixing stage? Well, it's a, you know, before the film is done, a big part of, of what makes a film sound professional and really gets you into the moment is the mix. So everything you've recorded on, on set or, um, or ADR to, to add some lines or jokes or what have you, and, and also uh, sound effects that are cut in, all that has to get mixed and layered, and uh, the better environment you have, the better the better the mix. And and I think that that really helped. And I'm sure we've got some pictures somewhere of that stuff. But it's a uh, it was it was really great. And I guess I do a shout out to Mike Rizzuto, um, who helped us out with that. Um, it was really great, and I'm very grateful for for all of their help. Nice, thank you. And Carolyn, I have a question from you i got a question from you for you uh, why do women wear helmets during the tournament women wear helmets during the tournament because it can get a little bit dicey going over the log hurdles um you know just with the height difference sometimes if it's a taller woman and a shorter man um when they're going over it there's definitely a potential for a woman to hit her head and a lot of women get dropped i mean you guys know it's a very athletic sport oddly enough. Um, and it takes a lot of muscle to be able to hold on tight as someone's running you up and down a hill. So um, it's more of a safety precaution than anything. <laughs> and I have another question for you. Um, well, I grew up in, I'm from Finland and I grew up like a half an, well, maybe 20 minutes from the actual wife carrying place. I'm from oh, okay. that area. So what, what was the first... Um, how did you first start doing wife carrying in Bethel? Like, what was the, where did you get the idea? Where, where did someone get the idea? You know, I'm not really sure. It's, uh, the sport is almost as old as I am, which, or at least in North America. So, um, I haven't gotten quite that history on it, but, um, I, I definitely think it just gets back to that quirky, weird event. You know, it's a very creative, fun community here and I think that someone must have seen it either on the news or um, in a newspaper article about the Finnish event and just decided hey we need to do that <laughs> nice so Joanna we were speaking about helmets and the actual experience of being carried or being yeah. ca a carrier can you tell more about that experience uh, well I mean yeah I just as I mentioned it's it was just it is I, well one of the things i can say when we first started carrying i needed to learn 
how to do like both of us had to kind of figure out ways that it would be the most comfortable for both of us. So I remember when we started doing it, you were just kindly telling me that I'm choking you, like with my thighs. I was like, we were, and he was like hardly breathing. Yeah. So, so it's like one of those things where you just have to communicate with each other and, and practice what's most comfortable for both of you. So luckily, I didn't end up killing him and we ended up being okay. So. Yeah, and I didn't expect it to be so hard for the woman because you need to, It's pretty physical for you too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I have another question for uh, Johanna. How was it like for Johanna, a Finnish native, to be a part of this film to represent her culture in America? Uh, well, that was a lot of. I mean, and I enjoyed it. I think it was really nice that Dan and Evan both wanted to represent the true, like make things authentic as much as they could. And they were really um, asking for our participation and allowing us to participate in that too. Um, we did a lot of improv on set, which was really fun. Um, we also were able to, we went over the script a lot um, together as a team. And they were kind of making sure like, would this work? Or is this like, what would the Finnish people do? And that kind of stuff. Um, so it was a very much a collaboration, which was really nice. And I feel like they wanted to, I don't think that our characters are necessarily very um, typical Finnish people. <laughs> so Finnish people are usually very shy and very introverted and that kind of stuff. So, but um, but I do think there's a lot of um, things that we were able to um, give to those roles. And um, so, yeah. And I think it was really nice that they wanted to have a couple from Finland competing um, and honoring the history of the sport in that way. And I have a question from the chat, and this is—I think this is this is for everyone, at least for now. Uh, it's from Julia from Ireland, Ireland. Uh, so, when will we see you at the real race in Sonkajärvi in Finland, <laughs> Carolyn? <laughs> well, I don't think that I'll be going, but um, you know, we do typically send quite a few of our North American wife carrying champions or champions to Finland, um, they automatically get entered into that competition. It's just some don't choose to make the trip. But I know a handful, including um, the stories who you guys met when you were there filming, who are in the film, they've gone and um, done pretty well. So you'll definitely see some more Sunday River competitors at the Finnish event. Do you get any other, do you get Finnish competitors in North America? We have had some, yes. Uh, not in recent years, but um, probably in the last 10 or so, we have had some Finnish competitors come over this way. How about Stephanie? When are you going to Finland? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe when it's when it's safe again. I mean, I'm saving up all these vacation days for, <laughs> for something, so might as well. When uh, when does that happen? Is that in like in the middle of summer? I think July or something like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. I haven't participated in the competition, but my my, I'm hoping that we're gonna do a sequel. There's no sequel in talks, but it'd be fun to do a sequel. Maybe <laughs> we could film part of that in Finland. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, Johanna, when are you going well, there? I was actually planning to do that this year, but then they canceled it because of COVID. So. 
yeah, so I'm, I'm sure I'll be there one of these very in the very re, um, upcoming years, so very soon. So, Carolyn, I don't know if you know this, but uh, do you know the difference with the Finnish track and your track? So I've seen some videos and it seems like it's more of a track event than, you know, running up a mountain like that. I think that's the main difference, right? But are there some other differences? Uh, as far as I know, I, I might be wrong, but I think the main thing is that the finish uh, is it's pretty flat. So mm-hmm. I would like to ask you, how did you end up doing it on a mountain? It's quite, quite hard. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, one thing that we really like to do, because we are a ski area, is really utilize the natural, um, you know, topography that's available to us at the resort. It's something that we do with our, we have a mud race that we do every summer that's about uh, five miles. It has a lot of obstacles, but that's the main piece of it is that you're running up and down the mountain, getting blasted with snow guns. It's it's really using the resort to our benefit um, or to the competitor's disadvantage. Um, so, you know, same thing goes for wife caring, really. It's using that hillside that we have there, um, digging a hole and filling it with water is pretty easy for the widow maker. So, <laughs> and the log hurdles just really kind of feel very main and rustic. So, um, you know, everything about the North American championship really kind of drives home that you're in Maine and you're experiencing something very American. What's the widow maker? That's the water hazard. So uh, where your your partner there is getting your head dunked in the water. <laughs> yes. So we've been talking quite a lot about the difficulties. Johanna, since, can you explain the difficulties with the water and with the log situation? Well, we were lucky with you. I never hit my head badly or I never actually, you never dropped me in the water, which happens a lot. Apparently there's a lot mm-hmm. of funny YouTube videos about it. Um, so... But yeah, a lot of like that's a very much of a possibility. That's why you wear the helmets because when you're going over the logs, that could really hurt. Um, so yeah, and in the obviously you could drop in the water, but yeah, I, I felt very safe with you. <laughs> I, I wasn't worried. Well, thank you. Yeah, I noticed that um, you sort of wanna go as fast as you can, but you really need to slow down and take it easy, especially in the water and the, in the logs, because otherwise you're going to drop and something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I guess there's some kind of penalty if you drop the lady. Is yeah, there? there's a there's a five second penalty. Um, so that gets added to your time. Yes. So, Stephanie, since uh, this the film was done in Indy, like what were the biggest hurdles that you needed to face when doing the post-production and how did you solve them with this film? Well, um, with any indie film, uh, you uh, need to make some compromises and and things, but I guess maybe the biggest biggest hurdle was probably the sound just because because the, the shooting schedule was so quick and like, you know, everything was happening all the time. Like we really needed to get a little bit um, more into that. And, and we got some really great help, help on that, um, just filling out the sound and everything in post-production. And, and that's something that, you know, post is really great at is, you know, kind of filling in the world after, after you shoot everything, because, you know, we had so many takes of, of you and Johanna and, and well, everybody and, and getting it all together. Um, and also, um, you know, going through the cut comedy is hard comedy is a hard thing 
Um, I'm sure, you know, our director and our editor, Monty, um, will tell you comedy, uh, getting things right. Like you can have uh, great, great takes and everything, but trying to get it to move together and, and feel that pacing, that's, uh, that's something we got really, really uh, good people to work on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult. That, that's, I guess that's, that's the biggest hurdle would probably be sound. Um, yeah, this is a good time. Thank you. So this is a good time from Johan to ask, how was our film crew and how was this film shot? Um, yeah, we had a very small cast and crew. I mean, obviously there was a ton of extras, um, which were <laughs> the actual people. <laughs> But um, as far as the actual actors, there was only the four of us. And then um, Evan played a few, you know, like they, they did some cameos there. But um, we had just kind of the basic crew members that we really needed. And we, were, we filmed everything in one week which is a pretty crazy schedule if you know anything about filming it's um it's rather crazy i think um last time we were talking you were talking with evan and dan and i think what we filmed um most days we filmed something like 10 pages which normally you'd p film like three pages and the actual um race day we filmed like 16 pages or something insane um so it was a pretty hectic ske schedule but It didn't really feel, I think as actors too, like I, I, I was just having so much fun with it. And also I didn't have to worry about any of the technical stuff or any of that. I was just like, I was just enjoying the experience of it. And we were all basically together 24 seven for a week. I mean, minus a few hours of sleep every night. Um, so we be became very close and it was almost like working with a family. Um, we became like this little movie, movie set family. And Can you also... Can you also say how big the crew was? How many cameras and all that? Uh, so we had, on the race day, we had two cameras. And we had the sound guy, um, the director, and the producer, um, the first AD. Am I forgetting someone? No, no. It was uh, two cameras it, and right? uh, one sound person. And yeah. I think in the race, uh, they had one or two extra cameras. So everyone was holding some kind okay. of camera. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, but Stephanie, did we lose one camera? I think we did. did we oh, Evan told me that we lost oh, yes. one. Yes, we lost yeah. the footage of one camera <laughs> on the race day. Yes. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, Carolyn, uh, we lost some some stuff, unfortunately. Uh, 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 Carolyn, I'm sorry if um, I missed this in the beginning, but when when did you move to Sunday River or Maine? So. I actually moved to the area in 2014 and I worked in the marketing department here at Sunday River until 2017. So I basically just missed you guys when you were up filming. Um, and I came back in 2018, 2019, I think. So, um, you know, I, I've been around the sport for a while. I grew up skiing here. Uh, But it was kind of interesting to come back. One of my first tasks back in my new role was having a conversation with Evan about the movie because he was pitching it to different, you know, companies to try and get it out into the world. Um, so it was kind of fun to get back and, you know, realize that someone had filmed a movie about wife carrying in the time that I wasn't at the resort. Um, yeah, th that leads me to a question like, what did you hear about this crew that had been filming, had done the film? <laughs> 
What I was the general? Was, yeah. <laughs> I heard it was awesome. And honestly, like, it's so impressive that you guys were able to pull off what you did in such a short time. And while the actual event is happening, you know, there's so much going on. You have thousands and thousands of people to kind of work around as you're filming. And, um, you know, I think it's just that level of, of stress to try and get that all done in such a short period. It's really amazing to see how it came out in the final product. Um, but you know, the, the stories are crazy as the film. It's a lot of fun and it really captures the spirit of the sport. Well, I'm happy to hear that, that we are still welcome back there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, I think everything went, everything went really well. But it was quite exciting because uh, during the week we were sort of living the eat step because it was done in the in like a real time type of way and we really participated in the competition with Johanna. Yeah. So, uh, Stephanie, since you have only seen Sunday River from uh, from the screen, what what's your feelings and wh how does the competition look to you? Well, it looks really difficult, honestly. <laughs> And a little bit scary, I think, from the from the the woman's perspective, you know, like being upside down and sliding down into the the widow maker that you called it, the water hazard. Um, but also a big community, like from from all the dailies that I saw, and not not just what was in the film. Um, it looks like a really great event and something, honestly, that I would be into, you know. And also, you play for beer. That's that's awesome. That's a, what a great prize! It's, it's absolutely and that that uh the seesaw thing that was that was cool. Is that is that a normal thing that you that you do? The oh yeah, that's that's part of it. Every year we you know like you saw in the movie we weigh our competitors beforehand, but it really adds another element to get the crowd involved and um, show them sort of weighing the wife with the beer on the seesaw. So what what's the specific uh, like what what's the wife is being weighed on that? Can you, Carolyn, tell the rules? Sure. Yeah. So um, you know, in the event, uh, the goal is really for the couple to compete the course the fastest, and when whoever finishes, you know, with the fastest time is winning the wife's weight in beer and five times her weight in cash. So we need to make sure that whatever she weighs, we have an accurate count on that. So we can get them, you know, that prize money in the beer. Um, and so at the end, we put the wife right on a seesaw and um, stack the beer right on top so that we can see how it balances out. We usually throw a little bit extra on if she can lean back and, you know, <laughs> try and balance it out a little bit. Um, and then, you know, we make the calculations for the check and it's usually in the 500 to 600 range for um, that cash prize. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. So, Johan, I'm interested in them because this was, I guess the style of this is mockumentary, which is like a fake documentary type of thing. How, how was it to you act in a film that is, uh, the style is mockumentary instead of like a regular drama or comedy film? Um, well, it was a new kind of thing. I hadn't done that before. Um, so it was a fun new challenge. And, um, and we, we kind of lived, like we went a little overboard with that. Like it wasn't just a fake documentary in the movie. It was also like, well, while we were doing it, we were kind of living it as we were there. So it was like, 
just this um, pretty incredible experience in that way too. Um, but yeah. I have another question to that, but I'm also reminding if, uh, if you're watching this, uh, please, you can comment on the Facebook and you can ask any questions. We're going to answer those two real time. So Johanna, how, how big, since we were filming in like the real environment, did you need to improvise a lot? Yeah. I mean, we had the script, uh, um, also we had, we did a lot of improv, um, there while we were there and, that had already been discussed beforehand that we're going to like Evan and Dan wanted to do it that way. Um, and I honestly was a little bit nervous about it, but it was, it was really fun to do that. Um, and I think I, it added to it too. Um, yeah. So we did, did, we did do a lot of improv as well in addition to screenplay. So Carolyn, uh, is there gonna be any events or any anything involved with like involved with the film coming up this fall? Yeah, so we're really excited. It's actually gonna be the theatrical premiere of the movie right here in Bethel. Um, so right after the event on October 9th, the actual wife carrying event, um, our local movie theater, the Gem, is going to do a screening of the movie. So that'll be the first time that it's shown in a theater at all, which is really exciting. Um, they're going to do two screenings over the course of that weekend. Um, so hopefully we can get lots of people to see it and appreciate the sport and all the work you guys put into it. Nice. Well, and uh, since Sunday River, it's a ski resort. Yes. So what, what, can you tell me a little bit about your work? Like um, what other duties do you have apart from organizing the wife caring contest? <laughs> so I'm actually, I work in mostly in public relations. So um, a lot of my job is getting to tell people about what a great place this is to visit and all of our events and activities. And um, so that's part of the marketing department. Um, we basically get to ski a lot and tell people to come visit Maine. Um, we have some other you know, exciting events. I think I mentioned our Santa Sunday event that has, you know, a couple hundred Santas coming down the slopes. Um, we host a couple of beer festivals every year. Um, so it's really part of what I love about my job is that I get to do so many fun things all the time. Um, and, you know, just welcome more and more people that come to the resort. Nice. And Stephanie, how has the COVID affected your work? I don't even know where do you specifically usually work. Uh, well, I usually work at the studio, but um, we've been at home this whole time. Uh, but since I'm in post-production, I have not stopped working this entire time, which mm -hmm. I'm grateful for. But also, you know, getting getting everybody to work from home was a big challenge, like the first month that this was going on. Now we're a little bit more settled into into our roles and actually finishing movies, you know, again, it's kind of like the indie filmmaking a little bit, really having to think outside the box and how can we get this done since we can't do it the traditional way. So I am in my apartment, which is, you know, where I am most, most days now, <laughs> um, pacing around, uh, taking phone calls and, and such just, just here. So it's my job hasn't changed actually that much except for the location. What are your thoughts, Stephanie, on the whole movie industry 
How has it changed and what do you see in the future? Yeah. Uh, is anything being filmed? Yes, actually, uh, we're getting back to filming. Um, it's a little bit harder now, um, just just because, you know, we want to keep people safe. There's a lot more regulations as there should be. Um, but people are going to start filming very soon. A couple a couple shows have already started. Um, none of mine, none of the ones that I'm working on because I'm... Uh, I don't have anything in production right now. It's just post-production. We're just finishing um, and some animated titles too. Um, but yeah, I think I think probably VFX is going to be a big thing now because you know to replace big crowds, so we don't have to do that. We can digitally replace people that way, and you know we've been doing it for years, but um, you know even more so in uh, also digital environments. You know, uh, Mandalorian took. Uh, did a lot of that and i think we're going to see more and more of that but i mean people really want stories and content and that's not going to stop so we're going to figure out a way to to make it work how did mandalorian do the environment well um as far as i know they had a digital background so it wasn't like rear projection which is something that you know has been around for a long time it was um Sorry, I don't want to say the wrong thing because I didn't work on that one. I was just like, we were, that was one of the ones that um, we can kind of hold up and say, hey, we can put people anywhere and it really does look perfect. So they can, um, I think it's yeah. LED screen. It's not green they screen can... though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it almost, it almost seems like, you know, the, the holodeck in, in Star Trek. That's, <laughs> that's how I think about it. <laughs> so it seems like that the industry is moving it's it's really changing the way everything is being filmed. Is well, yeah, that's that's films. It's innovation. It's you know always moving something forward. Like you know, how can can we put a camp? Can we film something actually in space? I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> how are the spirits of the people in the film industry? Well. I mean, a lot of production people and I've got friends and family that, that work in production and, you know, it was, it was really scary. Like what, what are we going to do? Everything was kind of put on hold um, or anything that wasn't in post already was put on hold and uh, people were worried, but I don't know, it's a very resilient industry and a lot of people are, are very used to kind of like long breaks in between projects and that's just part of their, part of their life. So I want to say people are coming around to being more optimistic now and, and more jobs are going to come back pretty soon. It's just to be a little bit different. And I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you have been working the whole time. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, been, it's been very busy. Um, just because with COVID, we say add 20%. So 20% more time, 20% more money, 20% more hassle. Um, so it's, that's just how it is. And so they need people like me to keep to kind of keep things going. Nice. And Johanna, you're an actor. Can you tell how this world situation has affected you? And where are you? Uh, I've been very lucky. I mean, I am in Finland right now. Um, I actually um, <laughs> just ten days before the travel ban, I flew out to Finland from the United States to surprise my family. Um, my dad was actually having heart surgery, and I. I wanted to come come be here, and I hadn't told anybody that I was coming, so I just like came like 
with a hood on my uh, like hoodie on and like creeped in and was trying to make sure that nobody sees me and I got some great reactions it was really fun um I was very sneaky about finding out ways to know when my parents are going to be home too so I knew that I could actually um come here and they would be here and um yeah I was planning to stay for three weeks and I've been here for six months now (laughs) so um yeah so I'm still here I don't know what's going to happen in the future but I'm completely fine with that um, I think I, I, I've just, it's been really lovely to be here. Honestly. Um, I, I acted in some videos about how to cope with your, how to help your children cope with Corona related fears and anxieties. And, um, I played the lead role in a, in a feature film that we were lucky enough to film. Um, things have in Finland have been really good with COVID. So life is pretty as close to normal as it can be in this situation um so and i've been able to spend time with friends and family who i hadn't seen in um most of them for at least two years because i hadn't been in finland for two years so yeah i've been i feel like i've been very blessed in that way yeah so they're already filming in finland some things are um some things have been postponed but yes yeah there's stuff going on how about Carolyn? You already told the differences to the wife carrying uh, competition this year because of the COVID. But how is it with the other events? How how are you doing there? Sure, uh, we're good. You know, I think Maine has one of the lowest rates in the country. So, um, and we're in such a rural area that it it hasn't hit us too hard. Um, we did actually close the ski area about a month and a half earlier than we normally do. Um, when you know everything kind of shut down in the US in March. Um, I've been working throughout the whole time. Um, part of my role is doing internal messaging too. So, you know, writing different notices from our management to employees and that kind of stuff. Um, and really just looking at ways that we can safely offer a nice, you know, vacation experience for people. So we do have our golf courses open, our ho- one of our hotels is open. Um, so, and we'll be fully open for winter, but just with some modifications to how many people we can have in our facilities and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's definitely been sort of a unique challenge, um, since skiing, you know, you're distanced anyway, and a lot of the time you're outside and your face is covered. So, um, the ski experience will be really similar. It's just going to be some differences in, you know, how you go into the lodge or, your hotels and that kind of stuff. Nice. Now, so since uh, this film was um, quite a lot about uh, realizing your dreams as, as a project, like Evan and Dan, the filmmakers, and Brad wanted to make this film and they found a little bit of money to make it happen. So Stephanie, what kind of uh, tips would you have for filmmakers that have a dream and maybe a script and not that much money? Um. I'd say a a good tip is to always plan for how you want to finish a movie, um, you know, before you get started. So you can really, I mean, you know, I'm coming at it from a post-production standpoint and, you know, you want to make sure that the story that, that you want to tell actually comes across in the final product. So, you know, budget is key (laughs) and also figuring out how you want to finish. That's, that's the biggest thing. I think if you're, if, if you really want to do this and plan a movie, then 
figure out where you want to get to at the end. You mean like uh, who's going to do the post-production? What do you mean with how you're going to finish? Well, um, is this going to be for a streaming release? Uh, then you, you know, you can let go of a lot of the theatrical uh, uh, things that you would do. So you, you only need um, a stereo mix if it's going to be more, you know, like streaming on, on Facebook or, or on, if it's meant to be shown that way, then you, then you can start, you know, as you mean to go on and you can get the right cameras. And, you know, it's, I find a lot of times, like you start something off and you start off with just a, a very basic uh, understanding of where you want to go. And then by the time you get to the end, sometimes you don't have what you'd need or you'd need more money to get where you want to go. So it's, uh, that was a little convoluted, but um, <laughs> uh, if you decide that you want to release this on streaming, then you know that you need uh, certain things to happen during production and during post. And that's something you need to get ahead of that planning before you start shooting. <laughs> that's actually a good point you brought up. And, I would like to ask you how was the how has the distribution brought pro, this distribution process and the decisions to that how has it been with this film? Well, this film is a bit unique because uh, this is an indie film. It's been a lot longer process. So the distribution and everything that's really Dan and Evan. They have been chasing this down since we since we wrapped everything a couple years ago. That was when. I mean, I get involved every once in a while if there's uh, some more deliverables that come around, like um, uh, DCP for theatrical viewing and, and things uh, like sorry, that. Sorry, can you tell what's DCP? It's uh, basically, it's a, it's a file that uh, a theater would play for you. So it's digital cinema package, like nobody knows about. It. It's just what a theater would show you. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a different way to view something. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been Dan and Evan and also Monty, our editor, constantly getting back involved and, and uh, you know, outputting uh, new media for us every, I don't know, every few months. I, but it's, it's been worth it. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're available streaming on Vudu now. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. Most of the time, I'm, I'm pretty much done after we have turned over our um, theatrical version and that's kind of where we're where we're at now. <laughs> we're actually going to screen for people. This is so awesome. Mm -hmm. And which sound mixes did we do? Uh, we did uh, we did the stereo mix and a five one mix for you know five one for theatrical and uh, stereo for uh, streaming or, or you know uh, home video. And five one is uh, can you tell what it means? Uh, five point one sound. It's uh, it's the basic surround sound that you get. Um, Pretty much every theater in the U.S. starts with 5.1 and then it goes up from there. So, you know, it's um, left, center, right, and then uh, surround, left and right surround and um, the subwoofer. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Carolyn, since you've been part of this for quite a while already, what are your duties and how are you collab collaborating with us with the, with the film? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, it's been kind of interesting when I first talked with Evan and Dan, you know, right when I started in this role, it was, okay, so we want to do a theatrical release and um, we'll, you know, talking and seeing how we can make that happen. And it's like, okay, well, let us know when, you know, we have some dates and we'll, we'll push it out to our audience. Um, and it, you know, there was a while in between, which, you know, makes sense. And then I was a little bit surprised actually to hear from them 
right, you know, pretty much as soon as everything shut down for COVID saying, yeah, we're, we're going to have, you know, this available for streaming. I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> so, um, our, you know, our involvement is really just to wrap that message into everything we're doing with promoting wife caring. It's such a great pairing to talk about, you know, still being able to have the event and, uh, you know, making sure that there's a screening in Bethel and that we're doing it safely. Um, you know, beyond this weekend, it'll, or the weekend of fall festival, it's, uh, it's kind of going to be an interesting balance. We, most of my job, once the festival is over normally is, uh, going right into winter mode for ski season, but you know, we'd love to be continue to be involved in doing these kinds of things and press engagement. So. Yeah. And we are very thankful, like having a, someone like Sunday, something like Sunday river to collaborate with us. It's really unique because I don't think our marketing budget is that big. <laughs> yes. So Johanna, what, what's going on with you and the film in there? We are, uh, going towards the end of the conversation but uh johanna what are your what's your future with the film and without the film what's going with, on with wife caring uh, yeah um, with the film and also in your other life what do you have oh, planned sure. so i mean with wife caring i'm just looking forward to hopefully getting it here in finland as well um because right now it's it's available in the states and in canada And, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of my part right now. Um, just, just looking forward to that. There's no active role at this moment, um, for me, but, um, otherwise I acted in an action thriller called loss of grace, um, a few years ago as well. And that's coming out, um, internationally soon. And, um, I played the third real lead in that and over half of my lines were, actually in American Sign Language. So, and that was a really tight schedule as well, an indie film. So I learned um, sign language in about three weeks for that film, which was really fun in addition to other prep work. So that was a good challenge. And, um, and like I mentioned, we filmed that one thing here in Finland, the feature film. Um, and that one's called Kuriri. And um, it's a suspense drama based on a true story about this owner of a cleaning company who becomes a smuggler. She starts smuggling valuables, valuables between Finland and Estonia uh, in the late 1970s. Um, and I played the smuggler, of course. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Sounds and that good. Be coming out in Finland um, and Estonia, I think, next year. Yeah. How about Stephanie? Well, you have already told quite a lot, but do you still have any duties with the film? And what do you have coming up yourself? Uh, well, with the film, it's it's more just if something comes up, I can kind of help facilitate things if it's uh, deliverables and things like that. Um, I'm kind of like kind of like Johanna. I'm kind of my biggest part is finished, so so now it's it's just kind of like waiting for good news. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And how about Carolyn? We well, we already spoke. What's next for you? Ski season. <laughs> we uh, so we get about five hundred thousand skiers here a year. Um, so that's kind of the biggest piece of our our world, and um, 
you know, winter's a really fun time in Maine, almost more fun than wife carrying, honestly. So uh, just kind of prepping for that and uh, getting ready for winter and what's to come given COVID and everything else. And so there's, there's going to be a screening in Maine on the 9th. Yes. And it's going to be open for anyone yep. to buy tickets, right? The exactly. theatrical premiere of the film. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> awesome. I'm just checking. So I'm saying where the film is available. So the film is available to buy and rent on most major cable providers and as well as digitally on iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Google, Voodoo, and many more. So if you put on Google couples of wife caring, you can actually watch it right now, at least in North America and Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it correct, Stephanie? Right, right. I think that's where we're at right now with, a, with everything. Next, yes. uh, next the world. <laughs> yes, and we're working on getting it to the world and also to Finland. But that's exciting, the main theatrical premiere. Well, is there anything else uh, you have in mind that you would like to say at the end? I don't think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. We're just thrilled to you know be involved and be telling more people about wife caring. It's really it's an awesome experience, and um, you guys did a fantastic job. Thank you. And everyone should go to Sunday River to ski. Yes. <laughs> did, I t- did, did you already tell me, when does the ski season begin? So typically we open around Halloween. Um, we get snow that early and we're able to make snow that early. It'll probably be early November this year. Just we're trying to, you know, do a couple of things for COVID. But um, yeah, it's, it's coming right up. Sounds good. I'm, I'm going to go and find some skis for me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Johanna. This was great. And I hope to see you in person soon. <laughs> Likewise. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much, Shemiska. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. Nice to see you. And that was my talk with Carolyn, Stephanie and Johanna. So there's three films now that you can check from us, which is Couples of Wife Caring, Someone Somewhere and Insanity, which has been released now in North America, Canada and Great Britain. Thank you. See, uh, talk to you soon. Bye.